Hi everybody, this is Chip Taylor and you have tuned into the Church of the Trainwreck. And uh, the focus on this uh, podcast is going to be uh, uh, luck and what you call luck or what you don't call luck or if there is such a thing as luck or anything like that. Uh, as many of you know, I was a, a, a gambler for quite a bit of time. I was a professional gambler. And uh, uh, that doesn't mean if you call yourself a professional gambler that you are necessarily a winner. Many people call themselves professional gamblers that are not winners. But uh, uh, I was a very good gambler. And it started early early on. Uh the seriousness of it started in the early 60s when I was writing my hit songs. Uh, I was making, a, first of all, if you're going to be good at anything in gambling, you you need to learn from a master, and and I did. I knew I was, I wanted to be a very good horse race handicapper, and I knew something was wrong. I was losing. And I, I studied with a, a really a great, great handicapper who was a winner, and his name was Josh Shelley. He's an acting teacher in the morning and went to the racetrack in the afternoon. And he taught me a lot, and I learned, once I learned his stuff, and I took it to the next level, and I was extremely good. Uh, and I was a card counter before that, but I was banned from all the casinos, so I, they didn't let me play for a while. So I, I came in third in the World Blackjack Championship. But then I shifted my sights to horses and I was good at it. So when I was writing my hit songs back in the 60s, Angel of the Morning, Wild Thing, I Can't Let Go, things like that, I was also every morning making bets uh, with uh, my bookie. Who uh, The first couple of bookies I had stopped. They wouldn't take my action anymore. They were local bookies. But then I had Meyer Lansky's organization was take, taking my bets, and they were actually, I found out later, laying off my bets because I was winning. They were, would just lay off my bets with other bookies, so they didn't do bad with me. They bet the same horse as I was betting. So, uh, And I would I would come into the city to write my songs, and I w- would already have worked for about four hours on what horses I wanted to play. And usually that meant I would play one or two a day. That would be it with my bookie, and uh, at the end of a, a long period of time, I did it. It was extremely profitable. So I was writing hit songs and and making bets. That's what I did. And the, and the gambling thing, certainly I was doing fine with my songwriting, but, you know, it's just like you, you, you like to do something, and and it's, uh, it's an enjoyable pleasure to you, and that's what I did. But I, I turned it into a... Uh, a semi-business underneath my songwriting. So that's the truth. So there we go. Let's let's get on from that. Uh, now the idea of uh, of luck. Well, I <laughs> luck always catches up with you. <laughs> you know, like if I didn't handicap horses, let's say I just came to a race and uh, and somebody said, "Pick a horse here, Chip." You know, and I did a little bit of work, but I didn't do the kind of work that I would and. If I picked the uh, if I picked the correct one, I would probably say that's pretty pretty lucky selection. But maybe my luck would be a little bit with my knowledge that I have. I'd be luckier than the next guy. 
but without knowing any of that stuff, if I just pick the horse, uh, you can bet you you can you can be sure of the fact that if you just pick something without any really good knowledge based on it, uh, and you happen to win, like you a roulette wheel, you win. You say, "Well, look at me, I can do this." <laughs> well, you can't, <laughs> and you shouldn't. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, if you happen to win a few times, don't don't kid yourself into thinking that luck has anything to do with it. But that takes me to this story. <laughs> uh, I was heading for for uh, the UK last year. With my my wife and I were going, and and uh, John Platania, my wonderful friend and gu- brilliant guitar player, played with Van Morrison. And, uh, Bonnie Raitt and, and so many brilliant people, but he's played with me for the years and years, and one of a kind. And we were meeting Joran Greeny, the brilliant keyboard player from Norway. There, so it was going to be a really nice thing to look forward to. So Joan and I were in the plane, heading there, feeling great, and uh, we started to land at Heathrow. And it was, yeah, I can remember having the worst landing I ever had maybe 30 years ago when I was coming into LaGuardia where the plane went off the runway and the wings came up. And I didn't think I'd get out of that one. Well, something very similar happened to this plane. It just lost control when it hit the runway. And it seemed like it went off the off the runway for a split second. And when it righted itself, well... The luggage was flying all over the place, and uh, uh, and I just it was a miracle, you know. It, it, it was a miracle that, that I survived that from what happened to me, which you will hear about in a song, which calls me a lucky guy, and I am a very lucky guy. Chuck Knobloch, my great friend and uh, voice of the Church of the Trainwreck, he will take it from here. Chuck, would you introduce this song? Thank you. Sure enough, Chip. I have yet to hear this song myself. Here is Lucky Guy, another song from the to-be-released album Dad and the Monkey. Lucky guy, lucky guy Look at me, can't you see I'm a lucky guy How can anybody be so lucky as I, lucky guy Well I was flying to the UK Everything was okay Till we skidded off the runway When we hit the ground Though the pilot got it under control That landing had taken its toll The overheads began to rock and roll And I saw seven overhead doors spring open Luggage jammed against them But none hit the ground But when the one above me sprung open There was no such luck Heavy carry-on It came smashing down And that carry-on Hit one person 
out of 328 people on that plane, it hit one person square in the face. <laughs> Guess who? <laughs> My wife Joan said, Did it break your glasses? I said, Nope. Did it break your nose? Actually, I thought it might have, but a further examination, I said, Nope. She said, Well, then look at this. After this entire episode, all you got to show for it are those two black eyes. <laughs> lucky guy. Such a lucky guy. Look at me. Can't you see I'm a lucky guy? How can anybody be so lucky as a lucky guy? <laughs> Joan said, now, did it break your glasses? I said, nope. Did it break your nose? I said, nope. Well then, look at you. <laughs> With those two black eyes, you lucky guy. Lucky guy. Lucky guy. Sing it with me. Such a lucky guy. Look at me. Can't you see I'm a lucky guy? How can anybody be so lucky as I? Lucky guy. How can anybody be so lucky as I? Lucky guy. All right, Chuck, thank you for playing that. Excuse, excuse me, Chip. Listening to that song, it strikes me that the only part that makes you a lucky guy is the woman sitting next to you in the plane. Everything else is about you being unlucky. First, the plane has one of maybe tens of thousands of flights or more where there is a landing as bad as yours. Unlucky. The fact that you've had two of these bad landings in your flying career, double unlucky. Then multiply that small chance by being the one out of several hundred passengers that is dumped on from an overhead compartment, and now we are talking really long odds. Unlucky. Did you get two painful black eyes? Yes. Your unluckiness just keeps growing. So, I take the point of the story is, despite the fact that you are one very unlucky guy, thinking you are a lucky guy makes it so. That's a pretty healthy response to life's trials, but I still think you should be able to milk some sympathy out of your misfortune before Joan has to put it into perspective. Hey, Chuck, that's, that's very good, very good. But... Uh, you know what? When I listen to that track, and I think about milking sympathy out of my misfortune, it, the other way is perfectly true, too. Can you imagine if this whole episode didn't happen uh, on the plane, that I wouldn't have heard that great John Platania lick that I just did. John played so great on this track. And as a matter of fact, he plays so great on every track in this, uh, in this Dan and the Monkey album. 
So uh, good point, though, Chuck. Very well done. All right. Uh, but warning to the other people that I'm talking to out there, my friends, don't get uh, to thinking where you, particularly in gambling, geez, don't think you can, just amount of luck is going to get you through any period of time. Work hard. That's the best thing to do. Appreciate your friends like I appreciate you, and I look forward to seeing you all. All right, Chuck, you sign us off. Okay, Chip. So that'll do it for this episode. And so until the next time, so long from the Church of the Trainwreck. Say hello to Woody Guthrie. Say hello to Town Johnny Hank and Lefty and the wisdom of the common man. Just come on in, listen to the violin. Leave your trouble on the front porch steps. Welcome to the church of the train wreck. Oh Lord, don't need no breaking here. Oh Lord, don't need no breaking here. Up on board, you are my engineer. I've got places yet to.